Hello everybody, welcome back to episode 3 of Talking About Joshi, my very inconsistent podcast, audio podcast. If there's any sounds you hear in the background, I'm sorry, there's a full house tonight and everyone's up, so yeah. I have been kind of in a creative rut lately uh, with stardom on and off again, it's kind of ruined my momentum and I just don't really know what to make uh, video-wise because the video I'm working on now requires so much research it's probably going to be the most researched video i do ever i can't just go to a a um random like website like cage match or pro love or uh wrestling data i can't just go to one of those and then look up the stats i have to actually individually watch every single match from 2019 to present day and actually watch them i can watch them a little bit sped up but for the most part i have to watch every single one of them and actually pay attention so it's going to take a really long time and while i'm focusing on that i'm kind of having a hard time coming up with something else to do so i went to twitter and i asked what kind of video should i make i've gotten some pretty good suggestions so far um but one of the ones i saw was a freestyle podcast which i don't know what that means but i have i realize i haven't done a podcast thing yet and it's something i don't really need to plan i could just plug in the mic write down some notes about what I want to talk about, and then go. And then for some reason, people listen to it. Alright, so um, a number of different things I'm going to be talking about today. The first one is the Stardom Show cancellations and everything that goes with that. And then the uh, Himika and Micah officially signing. And then finally, whether the Stardom Show cancellations save TCS or if it just delayed their disbandment. So let's start with the Stardom Show cancellations. Uh, the first thing I have here is that two employees apparently tested positive. I have seen around that apparently Julia was one of the two that had it, um, which I don't know. I didn't really see anything on her Twitter to in indicate that she had tested positive, but I was told that like she was getting a bunch of crap online for it. So I don't know. Maybe it was announced somewhere and... I just didn't see it because it was probably in Japanese or something. I don't know. Whether it was Julia or not, it really doesn't matter. Because it doesn't matter who tested positive. Because even if we knew, what's that going to change? I mean, it's not like it's that person's fault. You know, they they caught a highly contagious, you know, disease. Or yeah, virus? I think virus. Right? Virus is probably the best way to... I don't know. Anyway. Uh, so... That really doesn't matter to me. I don't care who caught it. As long as once they have it, they are, you know, you know, following protocols that Stardom put into place or j the Japanese government, whatever. Um, but apparently two different employees test positive. So what happened was they originally had a show planned. I, ca I can't remember the exact date right here off the top of my head. But they had a show that they were going to do. Um, I think it was on like the 25th or 23rd or 24th or something and or no it was the one before that anyway so they were gonna have a show and while they were there at the show like the people in the crowd uh they were getting ready for the show apparently they got word that the person who hadn't come to the show with them had tested positive so they canceled the show and they canceled the rest of the shows of that month later which involved the two shows that were happening back-to-back -back at the new arena. 
which was supposed to have a white belt rematch between um, Tam and Julia, I believe. And then we were supposed to get the high-speed title match there as well. So both of those were canceled. And then we were also supposed to get a uh, red belt defense. I can't remember who she was defending against off the top of my head. I think it was Shitty. But Mayu was supposed to defend against Shitty, I think, in those shows as well. So those were three title matches that were canceled because of it. Which um, really sucks because I... I would really like to see Tam versus Julia again, even though I think it's a little too early for them to be facing already. I mean, that was the match that we got for the white belt, and then Julia's first defense was going to be Tam again. I just felt like it was a little too soon. It didn't really make much sense, but I knew it was probably going to be a really good match, so I wanted to see it. The high-speed belt match, I'm, I'm upset about not being able to see as well because I really wanted to see Azumi's first defense. I didn't think that she was probably... Uh, going to defend it though. Um, a part of me thought that it would just be like Rossi <laughs> and Stardom to have Azumi lose on her first defense to Starlight Kid. But I, I had hope. I had, I had big hope, um, but not very strong hope that she was actually going to defend and then, you know, go on. I, I have no doubts that the match itself probably would have been pretty great. Because both Azumi and Starlight Kid are very talented. And then they work best together. So you know that they were going to knock the park out of the, the ball the ball out of the park. Uh, the third match, the Red Belt match. Which I believe was Mayu versus Shuri. I could be wrong on this, but I don't really fully know. Because I, I hadn't even written that down in the, in the notes. Because I just remembered it while recording. And I didn't remember it while I was writing my notes. That match, you know that's going to be good. Mayu versus Shitty, you know. Um, so because of the cancellations, the five-star matches were moved. Now, a lot of people were in speculation about what was going to happen. And what apparently happened was instead of canceling the five-star or something like that, they decided to cancel all the shows for August and then do like every single match like back to back to back in September. So every show that they have in September is pretty much packed beginning to end five-star matches, which is going to be good. But then at the same time, it's also going to mean the matches are probably going to be shorter than they were supposed to be originally, which is going to be unfortunate. But because Stardom now is able to hold the arenas longer, my theory, ever since Bushi Road, because their shows have gotten about 30 minutes um, to like 40 minutes longer than they usually were. I believe that this could still mean that we're going to get some pretty good matches. But some of the matches that we thought were probably going to have decent amount of time limits. Like 15 minutes or whatever. Are probably going to get knocked down to 10 unfortunately. Uh, with that said the only thing left is uh, Kaiori and Riho. Couldn't participate in Emi Sakura's 25th anniversary show. And the reason for that was because after the announcement from Stardom and everything like that, that means that Riho and Kai, or, yeah, and Kaiori were both in contact with someone who had tested positive. So they wouldn't have been able to get tested and proven that they didn't have it in time to go to the show, which is a huge shame because 
I mean, Kyori, of course, because I, I bet her and Emmy know each other for a very long time. They're probably really good friends. They've wrestled each other many, many times. Even worse, though, is that Riho couldn't participate or attend because Riho is Emmy's disciple. They've been together pretty much from Riho's day one of debuting. She got trained by Emmy. She, uh, she left Ice Ribbon with Emmy to start Gato Move. Um, so it, it it's just a real shame that Riho couldn't go, uh, especially because of something outside of her control. You know, just because she decided to work stardom, she can't go. And that, that's real unfortunate. Luckily, I haven't seen anybody uh, use that as a reason to hate stardom. I mean, people hate stardom all the time, but I haven't seen anybody talk about that specifically as a reason to like kind of hate on stardom or one of the girls. Um, but like I said, most foreign fans, the English speaking ones, they're not the type that are going on Twitter and harassing these girls. So I, I don't know if any of them are getting crap for it. If they are, it's in Japanese. So I don't know. Uh, the last thing under the stardom show cancellations that I kind of wanted to talk about in its own section was the whole TCS, the Tokyo Cyber Squad disbandment theory slash pretty much confirmation so for those of you don't know uh a little while ago at one of the press conferences natsuko decided to make a wager with uh jungle or konami one of the tcs members the two those two that their tcs versus odotai match if odotai were to win then tcs were to be disbanded and they would be no more. A lot of people, myself included, felt that it was, you know, TCS was getting the axe. There was really nothing indicating that they weren't going to get the axe. Um, the only thing in their favor is that pretty much in history of Odotai since Kagetsu, because Kagetsu was the one that kind of started this trend, any kind of wager or, um, or kind of stipulation invented by Odotai usually ended up biting them in the butt. Uh, they lost their ability to do their pre-match like entrance dance routine by um, putting that on a line, putting that on the line with Odotai with a dance versus mask match. The um, then they got screwed over. With the whole loser, lo- loser, lose, loser leaves faction match, which is what caused Tam to leave Odotai originally. It just they they the only thing that really ever worked out for them was the um the draft, which in kayfabe is Kagetsu's idea. It might even be Kagetsu's idea backstage. I don't know, but um, it, it does seem interesting that. The one year that she wasn't here for, the when the draft's supposed to happen, it no longer was happening. So, it could be just her, in general, that wanted it to happen. Uh, that's the only time Odotai ever kind of comes out on top when it comes to stipulations like that, is the draft. That, right there, is the only kind of indication or hope that... The only thing, like I said, that kind of indicated that TCS might come out of this clean is Odotai's 
history of pretty much screwing up every stipulation they come up with. So, let's go to the other side of that coin, though. All of the bad indicators that they were not going to stick around. Uh, one was TCS after Hana's passing. Unfortunately, has kind of floundered. Um, they really haven't done anything of note. Um, not because they're not talented or anything like that, but right after Jungle went after the red belt, failed. Jungle and Konami both went after the tag belts, failed. So it's very obvious that if they were going to stick around, they probably would have thrown some kind of belt on them, right? Now, the other indication is that when a video was uploaded to Stardom's YouTube channel, uh, it was Mayu and Tam, right? They were at some kind of company or whatever working with people to develop or talk about a new merch of Stardom, which were keychains. And all of the keychains, the different types of keychains, they had one for Odotai, they had one for Stars, they had one for, um, you know, Donna Del Mondo, and they had one for Queen's Quest. But one was noticeably lacking from the video. Nowhere in the video did it ever show any kind of TCS version. And to me, that was kind of the nail in the coffin mixed, you know, with already knowing all of the other stuff that TCS was pretty much out. Now, some people didn't want to use this as an indication that like maybe TCS didn't want any kind of new merch or whatever, so they bowed out. That doesn't make any sense because we are currently in a Odotai uh, anti-establishment era of Odotai, and they're getting one too. So I don't really see this as a kayfabe merch. This is purely a, um, you know, outside of kayfabe merch. This is a company merch. This isn't the the factions themselves in kayfabe, you know, selling these. So it. it all of the evidence just kind of stacks too much in favor of TCS getting the axe. Now, what that means, it it's unfortunately not good, uh, in my opinion. Um, I think a lot of us, maybe not all of us, uh, amongst the foreign fans, I kind of felt like it was 50-50. Uh, 50% wanted them gone um, after Hana passed, which I totally understand. I didn't agree, though. I was on the other side. I wanted them to stick around. And they did for a while, and they just haven't felt the same. I don't know if it's because Hana passed or not. I don't know. All I know is that when they're out there, they just don't feel the same anymore. Maybe they're just not able to pull off the spirit of TCS, you know, because every time they do, it's just a huge reminder. And it might be maybe even subconsciously weighing on them because since the comeback, Yes, Jungle has had great matches, uh, and so has Konami, but as a group, it just doesn't feel like a group anymore. It doesn't feel special. It might just be because the only people there that are part of TCS are Jungle and Konami and, uh, you know, Death, with Rina not really interacting with them too much because she's been kind of stuck in pre-match matches, you know, with Hina and whatnot. It, it just feels odd. So I'm saying... 
pretty much 95% sure they are being disbanded still. It just has been delayed because their original match with the stipulation was delayed because of the cancellations. So where do I think all of them are going to go? That's a real tough one because certain ones are a little bit easier to, to place. Like I could see Konami going uh, either to DDM or probably stars it, it has to be either ddm or stars there's no way she's going back to queen's quest because of her history with queen's quest she's anti-queen's quest ever since the draft where she left there's there's just no way that they can make her realistically go back especially now that there's no draft and they can't just force her to be back it has to kind of be her own decision and the two places i think she would fit the most in is DDM number one, but that would be a terrible decision because DDM is already super powerful, like way too powerful, almost too powerful to the point where I can probably see some kind of split or a member leaving maybe, I don't know who, maybe, maybe Micah, maybe Shitty, I don't know, but they are kind of way too powerful right now, they remind me a lot of Odotai right after a draft because Odotai always gets the best draft options and whatnot so right after the draft they're always the strongest team but then things kind of settle and they're you know things kind of even out eventually right now ddm is a little too powerful so adding konami or any member for that matter from tcs to ddm would just be a huge catalyst shift into one into one faction even more than it already is. So it, it kind of has to be stars. I can't see her in Odotai. She just doesn't cheat. Um, the, the And the cheating that she does do is the cheating that every wrestler does. You know, just holding something on the rope until, you know, she gets forced to. Uh, she never really uses weapons. I, I'm sure she could probably pull off Odotai, but I just don't really see her in Odotai right now. Uh, but that's probably where she would end up because she doesn't really fit in stars either. Then you got Death, who could very easily go to Odotai. And that's what I would thought, you know, like I was like, oh yeah, obviously Odotai. But, but she doesn't really fit the new Odotai because Death, while weird and like outcasty, is pretty much a face. She's lovable. People like her. Um, she's a little bit of a comedy character right now. So I, I just can't really see her joining Odotai. If anybody's going to join Odotai, it has to be someone good so that they can balance out the, um, the weakness that they have right now. So the only place I could see her going and maybe fitting in would be, unfortunately, again, Star's. So Konami to Odotai, probably Death to Stars, which it doesn't make sense because she doesn't fit at all. But the new current Odotai doesn't really fit the current Star or uh, Death, so I don't know. Then you have um, Rina, and Rina easy Odotai. Um, I could see her clearly going there. You can even make it a storyline wise that she wants to follow in the footsteps of her old mentor uh, Hana, and Odotai is where she started. So. If there's no TCS, you can go to Odotai. Uh, I don't see her rejoining Stars, 
she's she's too much of a um a non heels feel right now or not heels non stars feel right now so she just can't go there she can't uh she does not fit in queen's quest it would be kind of interesting for her to go to queen's quest though and then her and hina you know t- teaming up and becoming like a tag team i just don't see it happening she could possibly go to ddm um i guess it just depends on how how easily she's willing to give up her freedom to have to go to the gym all the time uh i don't know i i, I would say probably ototai for rena and then last but not least jungle where would jungle go and jungle's kind of the toughest because she's not going to queen's quest because her and utami hate each other she's definitely not going back to stars because i mean she literally broke off from stars to create her own group before she's not going back to stars i can't see her going to odotai her and natsuko freaking hate each other i don't think natsuko hates her or um, i don't think jungle hates natsuko but the other way around i don't think they would be able to work together so the only group left is ddm and even then i don't think so so i really don't know where she's gonna go maybe maybe they're planning on giving her her own faction again or maybe they're not gonna have to force any or maybe they're not gonna force everyone into a faction again and you know maybe they're all just gonna be independent again uh or maybe when they're disbanded they're just like all right we're not tcs now we're this and they all just stay together anyway but they're under a new name to get by the rules who knows Alright, with that, let's go on to the last thing on this list. Himika and Micah officially signed to Stardom. When they started wrestling in Stardom, it was under speculation whether they had signed or not. Um, most, Both of them, it was quite obvious um, right away that one of them had not signed, Micah, because she was signed under JTO, just tap out. Uh, Taka Michinoku... Michinoku, I think. Um, I could be saying uh, saying that like terribly. I don't know. I'm sorry, but um, his promotion. She was still signed under that, so it's obvious that she hadn't signed to Stardom. Well, Himika was a little different because she was technically a freelancer, and the only promotion she was working was Stardom. So was she signed to Stardom? We didn't know. We kind of assumed because of tweets saying that she's like the newest Stardom member and whatnot. But it wasn't until very recently, and by very recently, it was probably like a month ago or a couple weeks ago. uh, They announced on the same day that they had both officially signed to Stardom. Micah had left her old promotion and decided to join Stardom. Whether this was an amicable um, kind of adventure... We don't know yet. I, I find it hard to believe that this could have happened under bad terms. Um, maybe I just don't want Stardom to be in bad blood with four promotions instead of three. And for those of you who don't know, I feel like Stardom has bad blood with Ice Ribbon. Jeez, uh, what was the um, Ice Ribbon? Obviously, oh, Seedling, of course. And then... Sendai Girls, uh, that's just a feeling though. I mean, there's really no proof that they do have bad blood, but there's also no proof that they 
don't have bad blood. Uh, ever since Miyagi left them and joined Stardom a while ago, it, it didn't really seem like there was any kind of partnership there anyway, like anymore. And especially now that Miyagi left and she's now working uh, JTO, it makes me wonder what the connection between Stardom and JTO is, especially if Stardom is willing to take their number one uh, female in a very small female roster, by the way. I think they only have like two or three people now um, after Micah left. And the fact that they had Micah lose to the new rookie of JTO on her way out makes me think that this might have been either amicable and that was the stipulation for allowing her to get out of whatever contract she was in and go to stardom was that stardom had to allow her to put over the new rookie or it wasn't amicable and they are upset so they made her lose on her way out who knows we don't know because the japanese never tell us anything and maybe that's for the best you know speculation can get very dangerous but the problem is is that without word people's speculation they're going to take it as fact i know people who listen to my words even if even if i straight up say this isn't guaranteed or it's an opinion or i don't have any proof this is just me looking at all of the things that we see and making a connection there's still people who will take that as word and say that as like it's fact so I don't know if that's better off for them. Some things I understand, like not releasing the names of the people who, um, you know, tested positive for the corona. That makes a lot of sense. You don't want to, you know, send unnecessary hate to someone. And then other times, like the whole Miyagi situation, the Hazuki situation, the, um, the Micah situation, you know. Just any kind of like, even if it's a little vague, just any kind of word to hint one way or the other what's going on. Because the people's speculation can sometimes make things way worse and make people look worse. Thank you, everybody. Hope you liked it, and see you next time. This has been Strokovich with Talking About Joshi. Bye.